I've been um, exfoliating, as you know, with the Soft Services Buffing Bar that I've talked about many times uh, on the show. Yeah, I love the Buffing Bar. I keep one, keep one in the bathroom at home. I keep one in my gym bag as well in case I need to scrub down these ashy shins when I'm at Equinox. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to use it on your legs, butt, whoa, elbows, and chest, uh, and it does exfoliate, which is nice when you're wearing... Since you and I both are, are wearing um, high-performance gear kind of at all times, mm-hmm. th- there is a downside that it's not that breathable. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it, it's nice to, to scrub my gams down um, in, in, a, in a real way. In a real way. In a real way. And it also feels good, which is, is something that I think uh, we're not considering with skincare is the pleasurable aspect of it, Jason. Yeah, don't sleep on the simple fact that mm, just feel good and i saw um you know because i've been using it on like my arms elbows mm-hmm. legs mm-hmm. you know shin stuff like that mm-hmm. but when you mm-hmm. said you could use it on your butt i was like damn that's kind of cool but i don't know if i can afford it because my ass is so fat that i would go through oh, i go I through see, a buffing bar probably once every I don't know, three days. So, fellas, so fellas, if you got a flatty back there, go ahead and cop the the buffing bar. But if you got a if you got a tanker, it might you might need to buy. It. Luckily, though, Jason, it does come in a two pack. You know what I mean? So it's oh, that, that, that was those... going. I was taking that into account when I was saying I couldn't afford. Oh, Chris. Okay, okay. I don't think you understand just how fat my little ass is, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fat little. Uh, so hit softservices.co. Get you a buffing bar and a two pack for twenty eight dollars. It's fragrance free. It'll it'll make your body skin uh, not only beautiful but touchable. Yeah, and let them know that uh, how long gone sent you. How long gone? What's up, Chris? Today is Tuesday. You're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, it's another beautiful sunny day here in Glendale. It's been a busy day already. I've, I've, there's a lot has already happened, and I've also completed nothing. So it's a standard day for TJ. Over if here. you if you wouldn't have been texting me all morning trying to decide if you should switch your um, handles from them jeans to them jeans eth, then we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> there was a lot. Look, of- <laughs> you, your ass just found out what that meant, and you wanted to make a joke about it. Very cool, Chris. No, no, no. I, I, unfortunately, I do know what it means. That doesn't make me have any interest in it. But what I do have interest in, Jason, is is legendary uh seven-time super bowl winner uh tom bracy has retired from the nfl i'd love to know how this is something that you care about chris other than the fact that he's a white champion i don't really know how this really <laughs> I, I, does anything for you i don't know how it moves the moves the chains to use a football term chris look as a guy who consistently gets first downs in life it's not really that difficult to see oh, the, the through line for me and brazy no the only reason i care about this God. is because first downs in life <laughs> <laughs> flag on the play there's 10 yard penalty fourth down there was a flag on that play i apologize uh dumbassness on the offense um no so what i like about tom brady is he had that private doctor and okay. They were on some twisted ass shit. Like that one doctor for like the the women's gymnastics team, like that kind of vibe. No, no, like blood doping, like eating wild. Like I'm only eating cabbage for six months. Like weird, weird <laughs> shit. But I'm okay, thinking, I did not know about any of this. He calls himself a body coach. Ag underscore tb12 on Instagram. He said on his post, he said, currently updating my resume. Anyone out there looking for a body coach? Winky face emoji. Ooh, I am looking for a body coach 
do you think I can afford Tom Brady's personal body coach? You know, you like you said before, you only score first downs in life, but I feel like Tom was probably paying him more money than you might be able to afford. No offense, no shots. You know what I mean? You're my bro. I know, I know. Do you, but do you think there's a world in which this doctor is looking to take on a young up-and-comer and mold him into the next brace? You are older than Tom Brady, but I think that is <laughs> there is a possibility that you could be right, yeah. It doesn't make me less of an up-and-comer, Jason, that we can up-and-come <laughs> up any and coming age. Up-and-coming in what? <laughs> up-and-coming. No, actually, Tom Brady is damn, Tom Brady's 44. I didn't know he was that old. Damn. That's why people care about him, bro. That's why he's so impressive is because he's used. Damn, I'm old. Nobody cares about me. That's because you haven't won anything, and you also don't use steroids in a way that is that this impressive. I've won a lot of stuff. Not a, not a, as much of it has got the kind of national. Bro, you didn't even you didn't you didn't even win an LA Weekly Best Local DJ poll. Don't do that. That's wrong. I placed. <laughs> I placed. <laughs> You were honorable mention. Look, a lot of us, a lot of us didn't get rings that year, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that ten years, a lot of us didn't get rings that ten years. So I, uh, I understand. No, 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 no. I, I made it. That's the only reason that the Brazy stuff has affected me at all. But I mean, I don't think that like he's retiring after a loss, which I think most people do. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I think it's cooler to go out on top. You know, after I win a Super Bowl, I'm walking off. I'm going straight to Disneyland. I'm taking Giselle and my three kids with me. We're obviously going to pray first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he's already, I mean, how many rings does he have? He has a bunch of rings, right? Literally seven, but still, I, I don't think, I think it, he should have quit after he won the seventh versus losing the eighth. You know what I mean? Is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he should have known, he should have had a time machine to predict which games he was going to win and lose. And then- Well, no, Jason, I know I confused you by saying losing an eighth because I think you thought that was the weed that's in the, in between the seats and the Nissan, <laughs> but I, I was, I was talking about the, I was talking about mm. the Super Bowl. Right, you were talking about the Super Bowl, so he should have known which game he was going to lose and then not even try. No, no, Jason. No, no, no. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you're 44 years old, you know that the clock is a ticking, uh-huh. and you won seven. Maybe just, you know, you had to switch teams. You're living in Tampa Bay now, which works out for you mm-hmm. because you're a, a Trump guy, but you should still probably... So, how, so, so the Chris Black rule of thumb for when to call it Wait till you get seven. No, no, no. Wait till you're on the at the absolute peak and your body's starting to break down and then exit quietly. Well, you know, I think this is a thing that people have been wrestling with for decades, if not centuries. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's because there's no real right answer to a scenario problem like this. You know, how do you how do you put yourself into the mind and nay heart of a champion? You know, how? We got Rafa. Rafa just won. Yeah. And, and- he's old as hell. He's got no hair. His his male pattern self tanner is truly tragic. But have you seen the biceps? He's going up against a guy who's you know ten years younger, five inches taller, and he still won. You know, so when when does he quit? Uh, but I, I think the game of tennis and the toll it takes in your body at 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 his age versus the the game of football and the toll it takes on your body as a quarterback at Tom's age are two different things. Is is the reality? Mm. But I also think that oh, yeah. Medvedev oh, yeah. looks like a coder from a Russian basement, like we've talked about before. <laughs> but but somehow still manages to to whip ass on the court. You know, even though he lost, he played a, obviously played a strong match. But mm-hmm. I just it's aging is something we all deal with, Jason. As 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 we confront it, and I know that <laughs> your body is breaking down in some ways, and I'm starting to feel the same thing for me. So I just you know, yeah, my body is breaking down, but luckily my hairline is regenerating. How's your mental though? Because it's not great. Who said? Who said that? <laughs> show, show yourself. 
My mental, I mean, honestly, there's no way of really knowing based on the marijuana use, you know, like if, uh, if I was, if I maintained a straight edge lifestyle this whole time, I mean, road scholar, MIT full ride. My mental, the only time I feel mentally strong is a two hour period in the middle of the day when I have a good patch B12 on and a coffee. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the only time I'm really flying. Okay, so not the morning coffee, the afternoon coffee. And don't really shout out good patch until the check clears, all right, Chris? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, but it does. It makes a big difference in my energy levels. That's when you feel your most... Uh, mentally alert you say usually right about now when we're when we're podcasting at, at, at okay. our normal time and i've done the right preparation i've had my correct workout i'm about three quarters of the way through the gallon i've got my patch on i've had a call you know all that stuff has to mm-hmm. has to kind of line up for me to be firing on all cylinders i don't know if you require as much as i do you're not as much of a diva how upset do you get when just any one of these little cogs in the wheel becomes bent and you you don't get to have the what do you say i have received the required amount of <laughs> of, of uh, nutrition and exercise you've had your correct workout like if any of that no i don't get bent doesn't of, happen i don't get bent out of shape i know that that life is unfortunately um fast moving and changing that i have to, i must be nimble and adapt like all great creative agencies you know are you are you as nimble as you think you are, Chris, that's the real kind of existential question that all of us creatives definitely. With. I'm not, as- you know, sure, sure, I can pivot, but how nimble am I? I know, unfortunately, right now, probably not that nimble, but it's something to work towards, and that's what we all need to stay alive, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking because, like, I love to pivot and I love to be nimble, just like you and just like everyone else. <laughs> but there's so, so much of the day-to-day kind of minutiae, vis-a-vis, gets in the way, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need a, a a more comprehensive CRM solution to kind of help tackle some of those you know tasks that end up eating up a lot of my busy work time. What do you think, Chris? I think you're too into busy work. I think you I think you like busy work more than real work. Is is what I've discovered about you. You're talking about the deep work, the sitting down. And no, 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 no. I think you prefer to do chores you're saying i prefer the busy work versus the real work and then i was saying an example yeah. of the real work might be oh i'm sorry like you know blank page creating something from scratch whatever you know writing that book mm-hmm. you know finishing that deck whatever mm-hmm. so that that's the that's more of the stuff that you're better at no not not necessarily i mean i'm better at it than you but that's like saying i mean you know i'm better <laughs> at walking than a baby some of, i mean i've seen a lot of the decks that you've made and they are works of art and i don't use that word lightly if any of my clients are listening i've never made a deck um i i usually we know we know you've never made a deck i love to hire talented young hungry creatives to do that kind of stuff for me um using those mm-hmm. programs i don't have my computer's kind of full i noticed <laughs> what's what why is why is it so is it all of your kind of like 3d animation <laughs> files yeah. a lot of your video editing stuff eats up a lot of hard drive space i don't it's all my pirated fellini movies i have to keep <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know why my computer seems full though. Cause I tried to install the new iOS and it was said it was too full. And then I was like, I guess I'll just buy a new one. Like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you do? You clear? Well, first of all, I would love to know why your <laughs> computer is full. You earlier before we recorded, you said I never delete an email and that could be something. Is that true? Or were you being facetious? No, I've never, I don't delete emails. Why would I delete emails? 
I might need them. I don't need to be inbox zero. I'm not a dork. No, no, neither do I. I mean, my inbox right now, I'm looking at my inbox for my G- my Gmail daily driving account. What? what? Uh, nine, n- 19,000 messages, 7,000 unread. I'm, got, I'm at 43,979. But they're all red. Okay, they're all red. I mean, a lot of it, all, all the junk. unread ones are just, yeah, it's just junk. Or I mean, I will delete Google junk sometimes, things. but I just don't go, I don't, like, deleting email doesn't make me feel good. Like, I don't care. I know that I've responded to the important stuff, and that makes no, me no, feel I'm, good. I'm the same, I'm the same. Well, I mean, my hard drive, because I am an actual creator, <laughs> I do have to go in and, and clear out my hard drive space. And you can just click Apple on the top left corner about this Mac, and then just move over to the storage tab at the top. And it will show you how much you have left on your hard drive. You could manage that. Delete files, things like is that. There some, is this something maybe you could help me with? Like you would maybe do it for me? Is that possible? Well, the problem is, Chris, I'm going to have to kind of handhold you because every single file, you know, unless you give me executive mm-hmm. powers, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to have to go through and be like, well, do you need this? document from 2017 do you mm-hmm. need this well we could sit down maybe we could sit down and do it together over a nice meal you know i'll take you to one of the restaurants you like um in san gabriel valley and we'll just we'll get a booth okay and um i'll just tell them to keep the keep the appetizers coming put another pot of jasmine tea on we're gonna be here for a while <laughs> that's is, what you're gonna say we're gonna be burning the midnight oil. leave the bottle <laughs> yeah i'll say leave the bottle and we'll just kind of go through each file i think it could be a nice nice team building experience for us maybe we should go to a cabin to do it okay okay well this is starting to add up because before i'd be like sure this i mean i'll do anything for a free picking duck but now you're talking about <laughs> renting a, an airbnb and i mean this is i wouldn't charge you of course this would be coming somebody out of- pinched me oh no no, I know, Chris. I know, Chris. You know how it is to be a contractor, you know? Um, sure. But I, I, I think I, I need help because, you know, now that I'm not with, with Jay Ellis, my czar, I need someone else who kind of understands the computers to help me because I'm not good. You need the geek squad. Well, you know, Chris, I'd say it's it's a little bit of boy who cried, I don't know what. That's what you are. What? What do you mean? I mean, you know, you do a lot of making fun of the techie, nerdy, that side of thing. But I'm saying now that you 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 need help, bro. I'm not asking you to. I'm not asking you to create a Discord channel for me to talk about anime. I'm asking you to help <laughs> me clean up clean up my hard drive. That's not. I still think dorks are dorks, but there's a certain mm-hmm. level of computer knowledge. I actually think you have the optimal amount. Because it's not your personality, That's right. but you know what to do when the time comes. It's it's one of your it's one of your strong sweets. Thanks for thanks for saying sweet, and yeah, and I agree with all of that. And all I'm saying that uh, all I'm saying is, you know, stop um, making fun of me for it, and maybe one day I'll help you. That's all. <laughs> I don't think, th- but I was being nice because we're in a public forum. But <laughs> if you think you have a choice in helping me, that's where you're mistaken, Chief. Oh. Well, if you want these, if you want these files to make it from the Zoom recorder to the hard drive to your iMessage to Ableton, there's that's a pathway that could be clogged if if this problem doesn't get resolved. I thought you were a union buster, Chris. This sounds like you are striking. Are you are you doing a strike from your? Can you strike from your own business though? I would never strike. First of all, I'm I'm not a pussy. I would never strike. I don't <laughs> march. That's cold. I would never do that. I I'm it's just too cold to march. What if I was picketing out picketing outside of your house? <laughs> I just like the. I mean, that is also funny, but just the act of striking your own business that you started. You know, that's pretty cool. Causing my own wallet to suffer is is I'm not. 
a bleeding heart on that level. I think those kind of people do exist. I don't like the way that I'm treating myself and I'm striking <laughs> against my myself's work conditions. I am absolutely disgusted by the size of my hard drive and I am <laughs> I am I'm going to shut my computer until somebody takes care of this. I can't work another yeah, minute. This, this this is almost bo- you know, I would say Eight to ten more minutes in the writer's room, and we've got ourselves an onion headline. The way those guys work, it could be years before we break through over there. Always late, but worth the wait over there at the onion. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. But I'm, I mean, this is something we have to work on, but I also feel like I'm getting too old to understand anything more. Mm-hmm. So I just rel- rely on people around me that are smarter. Yeah. That's kind of my whole approach to life. You sound a lot like retired NFL star Tom Brady right now. Uh, well, I'm, I'm only missing... Admitting your old defeat. Well, that's the only place I'm defeated. Obviously, everywhere else, I'm absolutely thriving. So thrivey. You know, I don't know any shortcuts on Slack, unfortunately. I love that you also use Slack way more than... I'm, I've been being slack people. all dizzy no it's it's really i mean i actually like it i think it's a good i i, I don't what discord discord i hate slack is actually useful i mean i prefer email but it, it makes sense the problem is you have to remind yourself to check it that's the thing i if i'm not i'm not like it's tough on my on my on my cell phone to be doing that right so you're like the way that checking dumois and instagram is compulsive for you, you don't even have to think about it. You're saying you're still not there with Slack yet. I'm not there with Slack yet. I would say that's potentially a good thing. Uh, I think so, too. I mean, I think that... Health, healthy for the mental. I try to keep my mental healthy, Jason. I know you do the same thing. We're a mental we're a mental health forward podcast. And I just... Before before we you know start talking to, to our guests, I would like to kind of... you know, There's a statement made yesterday by a friend of the show, Yay West... Yay West. I just want to. I just want to read. I just want to read it out loud because it's 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 truly. I think it feels very similar to what we're doing on this podcast, except for the time where you force me to make an NFT. Um, mm-hmm. My focus is on building real products in the real world, real food, real clothes, real shelter. Do not ask me to do a fucking NFT. How did this make you feel as a Yay Stan? I mean, I would argue that his clothes aren't real. They're just like weird fictional things that he's created <laughs> in his mind like that, jackets that make you look like a garbage bag um well i do love his work in shelters he has some of the coolest shelters i've ever yeah. seen in years well a, a tent outside where you worship jesus it is <laughs> a, it is a shelter technically it's a shelter i think he might be shelter. talking about his montana tax shelter but uh, <laughs> and he has done a great job with that and what yes. else is he's making real food I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that he is working in the food space, but I have yet to see any of that yet. I can't wait to try a Kanye West bowl at my local, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yay bowls. Uh, it's gonna. I'm, I'm thinking, is it a Real Food Daily collaboration? I don't know. That's Is that too I regional? I mean, Real Food Daily, my fallen hero, does need help. I mean, it's rough over there. Actually, it makes me wonder where, where fat... Kanye is eating nowadays. Chipotle. Like, you know that he he be eating. He be eating good. He might have a chef, but he might make the chef make him you know burgers and fries. No, he he definitely has a chef, and he's definitely eating the the Yeezy Elote Bowl seasonal. <laughs> Yeezy but- Elote Bowl. <laughs> Off menu Yeezy Elote Bowl. <laughs> You have to say you have to order it with a hand at the end to get it. They won't give it to you otherwise. But but <laughs> obviously, you know he's he's just a regular Joe at the end of the day, like you and I, you know from the from the streets of Chi Town. Mm-hmm. So you know he's got you know R. Kelly. He's eating his Mickey D's. I don't know. 
is is Kanye is Kanye is like pull over we got to go to Wendy's I don't know what he's doing I think he's a McDonald's guy but I think he's much like you and you guys have a lot in common that we can unpack uh-huh. later but I think he probably eats in the car a lot the way you do well I I actually hate eating in the car unless it's a you time, seem to love it unless you it's a time it. sensitive meal like French fries you you hit the drive through the French fries by the time you get home it's a soggy mess it's a dark twisted fantasy that is not beautiful you'd be pretty upset if you spilled some some cheese on you know some some cheese on the red leather seats of the cyber truck of course no 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 when i'm when i'm grinding in the cyber truck i set that shit up like dexter not not laboratory i'm talking about showtime's dexter the tarp yes. is going down yeah. nary a stain of dna is to be spotted mm-hmm. so you're on your you're on your serial killer vibe to keep the tesla clean no my Tidy game, brazy. Okay, on that note, we do have a guest today. Uh, I wonder if her tidy game is brazy because she has two <laughs> kids. That's fucked up, man. Oh, All right, so oh, uh, Lily Analik, uh, she's a contributing editor at Vanity Fair. Uh, she's also written for Harper's Esquire and The Believer. Um, her book, uh, Hollywood's Eve, about Eve Babbitts, uh, is available now. And she also is the host and creator of Once Upon a Time at Bennington College, the podcast that uh, goes in on the young lives of, of many uh, famous writers, uh, most notably friend of the show, Brett Snellis. Shout out to Big Brett. Okay, well, let's give uh, let's give Lily a zoomy, and we will get into all of this and more. Let's go. Appreciate you joining us, but I came into this thinking it was an elite podcaster showdown, and obviously you've proven that wrong, incorrect. If only I could use... NFT technology to give you some headphones from my house through the Zoom call because do I if when I say I have dozens of pairs I mean I have dozens of these things. How do you I have to ask though just as a human being how do you not have headphones? Oh, well, whenever I do the recording of the podcast I go into a studio. So I'm just talking about walking down the street and taking a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you live in New York City. You're walking down the street. You're going to Equinox. Your kids are ignoring you. You want to listen to How Long Gone. You're listening to New York Times, The Daily. Yeah, how do you, what do you do? In you the just, subway, do you just, you go speakerphone? I vamp. I vamp. I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I, I, have, I have like a, a pair of cheap earbuds, which which totally work, but. Oh, no, no, no. It's 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 just, you know what? It's something to talk about, and that's what we need here. You know, we need it's more content. We need fuel. Your okay. your Luddite lifestyle is, is pure content for us. Don't worry. It's honestly pretty cool it's honestly pretty cool to be like i don't even sorry i don't have any headphones the ones that come with my phone for free i don't know where those are. i don't even know i don't know I, I i'm just doubly apologetic i made my husband like give me a tutorial on how to press record on this thing this morning is your husband a member of the audio community no he's a doctor but i made him figure it out oh no wonder you got two kids now it makes sense i'd procreate <laughs> with him too that makes a little more sense okay <laughs> What kind of doctor are we talking what about? What kind of doctor are we talking about? Dermatology, but cosmetics. Oh, the good <laughs> stuff. Oh, damn. I might need to see him as I get a little older. Shout out to our sponsor, Soft Services. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you tried their buffing bar, Lily? <laughs> I will after this. Okay. Damn, so he's a so he's a New York City dermatologist. That's right. So what what does he wear to work? Is it like business casual or is it like suit? No, no, he wears scrubs. <laughs> he wears scrubs to work. Did you think that when you went on this podcast, how long gone? <laughs> You were going to field 20 minutes of questions about what your husband is wearing right now? I, I, I never anticipated, but, you know, I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to be fielding these questions. He wears, he wears a black, he wears a set of black scrubs. That is what he wears. Does he kind of add a little of his own personal flair with his shoes, though? I, he used to, he actually used to wear a suit and he was getting like human matter 
blood and stuff on his human matter. Human matter. And then the kids would put the ties on, and he started to get disturbed about this. That makes sense. That makes sense. He's that's he's he's a smart. You know, I've so when I got my LASIK surgery, and that's the last. Like, I don't I don't do a lot of doctor stuff just because I'm incredibly healthy and really great shape. Very Trump like. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to get back to that uh, <laughs> that Arctic blast Gatorade that you just took a sip out of. Yeah, I don't think you're getting away with that. So I was noticing all the young... Um, so when I went on Yelp to look at this doctor, a lot of people were commenting that his his female staff was, you know, hot, basically. Sure. Chris, you, what, what is, why is hot in air quotes? <laughs> because if you're going on Yelp, I don't think you know what hot is, is kind of what, I, kind of, kind of what I'm kidding. At. I don't think that's like... A, you're on Yelp. I was on, I was on Yelp because, of course, this guy and the guy I bought my car from are the two people that asked me to like go on Yelp. <laughs> Look, sometimes I've checked out some elite Yelpers when I'm looking at my uh, San Gabriel Valley restaurants. I've seen a couple of baddies, okay? <laughs> I believe Lily you. knows. Lily knows. I, I noticed that all these, like, quote unquote, hot female assistants in the office were all wearing this new DTC scrub brand called Figs. Was it fitted? Yeah, they had their little asses out. That was the whole thing. Yeah, and you better and you better hope your husband ain't doing the same thing. Is what I'm getting at. Figs, as in the fruit fig, but plural. I believe I believe so, but they do different colors and shit. It's like a, it's it's cool and like a little more expensive, but it's like a thing. Okay, I'm looking at figs right now. Yeah, it's just kind of like a cross between a jogger or it's like if Skims made scrubs. Yeah, scrims perhaps it's not a bad idea no it's a great idea yeah sometimes you know for the most fuckable frontline workers we have in america <laughs> figs is a perfect solution for that them. should be their tagline figs for fuck- <laughs> fuckable <laughs> that's really you gotta wear tight clothes you gotta wear tight clothes horny heroes work here <laughs> so but lily we did see you know i saw you sipping on a gatorade are you hung over or is this just you're, you're feeling good i'm feeling great i just was trying to hydrate I'm always dehydrated, and we were going to be talking for a while. Why are you? Why are you always dehydrated? Is this a medical issue? Is it a skin thing? You should have your hot husband check it out. I should have my hot husband check. I am always. I just don't like to drink that much. You know, like um, period. Like what you're doing right now, effortlessly with your water. I never do that. Oh, I see. So you're just you don't even want a diet coke. You're just like I'm kind of good. I'm kind of. That's very cool. Yes. That's very the same cool. way. I'm uh the same way. I'm a never nude. You're a never sit. Yes. That is right. And also, I can't be bothered. Cannot be bothered. I find it annoying. I find the whole peeing thing, all of it. I just like to stop. Hates to piss. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's. I find drinking annoying. Alcohol? No, just stuff. Just anything. Any maybe, maybe we can. You know, we can get a hypnotist to hypnotize you into being more into peeing. Maybe an ayahuasca retreat will get you more into drinking water. Who knows? I do know a lot of people like that. And as a person who has, has based my life around drinking water, it's really hard for me to, to understand. But I do. I, I, I'm i so accustomed to drinking so much and urinating so much that I, I don't. I, I don't even want that extra time. You don't even want it. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I want these days to be over as fast as possible. You know what I mean? I need to get, like, I, I want to, I'm sprinting towards death. Let's unpack that a little bit, Chris. Well, I always feel like my dad was a hydrator. We talked about him attempt in the house. Like, oh, he's peeing again. He's endless, you know, liquids. We all just thought it was stupid. So maybe that, maybe we <laughs> Freudian root of all my um of my dehydration. We thought it was stupid. Yeah, that's so, it was cool. so dumb. She's like, oh, pardon me. I'm just gonna head to the boys' room. And you're like, that's fucking stupid, <laughs> dumbass, dad. What did? What was his beverage of choice? I mean, was it anything or was he a water guy? Anything but water. Oh, anything but water. Okay, so so scotch, milk, 
like whatever. No, he hates milk. It would be like oh, he really got into the kombucha thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything carbonated, mm-hmm. any juice. I just found it so gross. Enough, enough. Wasted time. Stop. Who's it. drinking all this juice? It's disgusting. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's funny because like when I think of like the 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 old kind of classic dad archetype guy. Yeah. As it pertains to fluids or urination, it's kind of like you know peeing in the peeing in the yard. That's like a thing that like a manly thing that you do to like sure. stake your personal territory. Sure, I understand. Or worse, be peeing in the sink. But you're talking about just a normal, normal. I, I drink a glass of orange juice and eventually it's going to come out of me. Yeah. Ugh, can't be can't deal with it. I have a problem with it. That's cool, man. I, I think it's nice that you're taking a stand and, and in a public forum. Nonetheless, could you let us know what flavor of Gatorade that was? It is. Uh, I like the blue the best. <laughs> it looks like one of the fluid that you put in your, you know, to, uh, like your windshield wiper fluid. Well, when you when, when you say you like the blue Gatorade, yeah. I, I think as a Gatorade fan, you're aware that there is a spectrum of blue colors on their on their market. I absolutely. That's why I looked. That's why I looked. It was glacier. It's the light pale blue. I'm actually supposed to be doing something for Grubhub this week where I write down what I eat and I eat nothing natural. Oh, you're doing the you're doing the famous Grub Street diet yeah. that Jason has have you read Jason's? A fellow auteur. A, le- a legendary Grub Street diet. Wait, did you actually read it? Yeah, I did actually read it. Uh, as a New Yorker, how much did you hate it? <laughs> I was into it. Okay. I like that. I liked insight into you. Um dietary insight, but I just it's making me conscious of the fact that I eat no natural foods. Are you oh so you're not you're not like a healthy chick? You're not in on that whole thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so when you say natural foods you just mean like yes, i like eat a lot of processed foods i eat a lot of processed foods like wait what do you do you guys go to restaurants or are you saying no i do go to restaurants i don't cook so we order in a lot okay so here's the thing i really love um i love i love pepsi zero diet pepsi but not diet pepsi pepsi zero and they introduced <laughs> a mango flavor i go to midtown there's a 7-eleven in midtown it's the only place i know that sells it I, I make weekly treks. There. Okay, you just you just said mango, yeah. Pepsi Zero, and I know they're going to discontinue it. And I know this is the last place that has it. I know mango it. Pepsi Zero for going to Midtown that much. I would just go and be like, hey, I would like to negotiate the purchase of the remainder of your stock. No. Have it shipped to have it shipped to the house. I know people that have done this with with like a fragrance, like you know, if if their favorite fragrance is discontinued. They buy 15 of them on eBay or at the store because they're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Elaine, Elaine Venice with the sponge. Yes, it's same, exactly the same thing. But so you're saying. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't like to have more than five in the house at a time. Otherwise, I'll have too many. Are they tw- Are they Are they the 20 ounce plastic? Yeah. We- okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you pouring it on ice with a straw or are you straight no. out of the bottle? I like, I like it out of the bottle. I hate ice. <laughs> I hate it. I don't like it hits my face. I don't like it. My teeth. I'm not into it at all. I don't like it when the ice hits your face. So you're an ag- you're an aggressive drinker. It sounds like I didn't realize. Yeah, I have very strong. I'm dehydrated. I don't drink enough. I have very fixed ideas about what I can drink. Yeah. You know, you're. It sounds like you're ingesting quite a lot of processed foods, a lot of soda. What's the What's the workout routine? Because you look good. That's really nice of you to say. And I'm telling you what, if I drank that many Pepsi mangoes. I don't know how I would look. Well, this is my this is my guess, not to put on my doctor's hat, but you're <laughs> Lily's one of those people that looks great, eats awful, whatever's happening on the inside is like a full war, a battleground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it yeah, is a yeah, dire yeah. situation on the insides, but for mm-hmm. now it's all right. You look great. I always feel like I'm bringing up my father again, which is making me sound nuts. We don't use the N word on this podcast, okay. but go on. <laughs> Sorry, uh, crazy 
Screwy. Anyway, he, he <laughs> crazy. That's even worse. The C word. Well, anyway, he said that the family crest was like um, two dead pigeons on a pizza box, meaning we're peasants. I am a peasant. I feel like that kind of thing won't kill me. Like my stuff isn't fancy enough to get damaged. Oh, uh, okay. So this, so you remind me of my rescue dog Bean. So like <laughs> the dog was 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 found basically in an oil barrel behind yes. a, an auto body repair shop. So. You're saying like if I don't if I stop eating garbage and chicken bones and rocks, then this complex system will shut down. If you stop mm. eating Pepsi Mango Zero and wheat thins for breakfast, <laughs> you'll be you'll be in the emergency room within minutes. So it sounds like a Keith Keith Richards stopping heroin kind of thing. Exactly. You know? He's gotta exactly. do he's gotta do a bump a week to stay alive, you know, if he if he stopped completely. <laughs> I did a book on this woman named Eve Babbitts, and Eve was convinced that Keith Haring had stayed alive for so long because he stuck to one drug, right? Like he abused himself with one drug. She felt that was really healthy. What what drug was was Keith on? Heroin, right? Yeah, heroin, heroin's heroin, the. Okay. I mean, that's a great drug if you want to stay alive. It, yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, people, there's a lot of functioning heroin addicts because if you do it right and you like snort it and stuff, you can kind of just coast through the day. If you do it wrong, you die very quickly. But if you do it right, mix mm. mixing will kill you quicker than that will. Though I think that's what people when the body is confused and doesn't know whether to go up or down, it can be treacherous. Okay, heroin and Pepsi Mango Zero. <laughs> Heroin is your Pepsi Mango Zero. And oddly enough, I got to go to Uptown to get both. Yeah, yeah. That's a, where, what neighborhood are you guys in in New York? Tribeca. Oh, baby. Lily's living the life, Jason. This is what a podcaster should live like. Mm-hmm. We're fucking broke losers. Okay. Do you have a car that's on top of a garage that has to lift up on the lift thingy? I know what you're talking. No, no, we have no car. <laughs> are you from New York? Okay. Boston. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's all tracking. It's all tracking. So my parents, my parents, my brother and his boyfriend all live in Tribeca now too. So now the whole family's here. Wow. Wait, your parents and your brother and your brother's partner all came to your neighborhood? My parents were here first. Okay. We came theirs and then my brother followed. So, but like the whole family's here. Damn. So the family is like very tight knit. You guys struggle if you're not together the same way your body struggles without Pepsi. Right. <laughs> not, Crazy, healthy, not a healthy situation either, but it works. I was going to say, cause I was, I was discussing this with, you know, in the South where I'm from, yeah. you know, what, what happens often is the, the grandfather or maybe the, the father has a, you know, the house that you grew up in is on a large plot of land. Sure. Mm. And then, and then when you reach a certain age, they bless you with your own area of that land to build your own house on. Mm-hmm. So in Tribeca, obviously it's a little more costly. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of idea. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I think the, uh, to get the same amount of acreage over there in Tribeca <laughs> might be a little different. I found, tri- yeah, I lived in Tribeca for a while and I do love it, but I, I find it to be, and now it's gotten better, but the dining options, I know. it's, it's no, it's Nobu next door or Mr. Chow or Bubby's. It's, it's, is there been right any, where I live, I live like across from Bubby's. Okay, great. I mean, so you're close to the beautiful Greenwich hotel, which also offers some great dining options. I was there two days ago, but I basically eat at Odeon. I, that's where I just go. Anytime I'm doing anything social, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Odeon. What about Frenchette? I never go there. 
No one goes to Frenchette anymore, Jason. It's over. Frenchette's not over. No, I'm kidding. But Odeon is Lily. That's basically your beat, though, at this point, right? Right? Like, and I remember, like, Brett telling me he did coke with Basquiat in the bathroom there. And I always think that when I walk in. The fact that I've never done, I've actually never done coke at Odeon. And I don't like that about myself. Source of shame, I should imagine. And you never will. Chris, I'll do it the next time. And I'll let you know how it goes. I'll do 1,500 words. What is your order at Odeon, Lily? What's your go-to? Okay. So if I'm there at night, I get salmon and I get them to burn it. Burn it, burn it. I like it burnt. And I get upset because everybody wants to like, I feel like if you're going to eat salmon in a classy way, you undercook it or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. A little pink in the middle. No, I like it dry, dry, dry as a bone. Lily. I'm loving this. How much are you, how much are you spending on therapy? Because I know you, I know. Zero dollars. Can you believe it? No, you see. Really? No, you're well adjusted. You remind me of myself as, as a person who knows what they like and is not afraid to get it, Jason. That's what you got to do. Yeah, but what what happened What happened to you to get into this place, though, you know? The vice grip that's on your mind. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, even, I can't even go near that one. <laughs> okay, that's for episode two. Okay, so you want them to burn this salmon, a tragedy in the culinary world. Yeah, they get upset. One time I was in... Um, in a restaurant in LA and the chef refused to do it. I mean, I like my I like my salmon. I like my salmon cooked. I don't like any I don't like it pink either. Burnt is strong. Burnt is strong. When you're saying I, burnt, I like is cooked. that a euphemism or are you talking about literally make it black? I want to make it black. I don't like it when it's wet and pink. And you can <laughs> eat it however you want it, but I don't like it when it's wet and pink. Is the ink of what I want in my food. I get it. I honestly, I stand with Lily yet again. I, I, I mean, I stay away. From- uh, I, that's disrespectful to a uh, unsustainably raised farm salmon. It's already had such a tough life. Respected by cooking it perfectly, Lily. Oh, and then Jason, I covered it in salt. So much salt. You're per- you're a, you're a, you're a nasty street pervert of a woman. You know that. <laughs> Wait, what about what about sushi? Do you eat raw fish? No, I don't like that. I used to, and then I changed. What happened? I just cha- you can't just change. It was great. Now I find it obscene. It's just an obscenity sitting on my. What is your? So what do you? What do you feed your kids? Because I don't want these kids to grow up in this kind of household. This is this. this you gotta have a friend Lebo. You got a friend Lebo. Am I gonna have to call defects on, on the way you're feeding your children? I, I eat lots of fruit and veg. Well, fruit. They won't eat vegetables, but I I like distract them and just shove it in their face. That's how it works. Sure. All right, right, Lily, what cigarettes did you used to smoke? Because I know you don't anymore. Never smoked. Oh, no. Okay, you should you should start smoking. No drug, no drink, no cigarette. Nothing. You need to to pick up the pack of Pall Malls because you got a couple... Couple of toots of steam that need to come out. Do you never you never partied in college? Did you ever party or no? Never. What about CrossFit? Where do you go CrossFitting? We have a um, elliptical in the apartment. That's it. <laughs> in a dark room. I don't want anyone to see me do this. Don't don't elliptical alone. You could have a little big scenario. You know. I don't want anyone to look at me while I do it. I just feel, I feel Lily. I've I've only know. known you for twenty minutes, and I feel like you've really got it figured out. I'm very impressed. With every honestly, with everything you've said so far, I really feel like we're. I love that you're going there with me. Yeah, we have an otherworldly kinship of people that aren't afraid to like things that other people might find disgusting. Yeah, Lily, you are a sister in arms with Chris's particular brand of uh, psychopathy or psychosis. Yeah, I'm not taking you, Jason. I can just see you just being unhappy across the table from me, but I will take Chris. I can't be at the same table as a burnt salmon order. (laughs) That's bad for my reputation. I don't. Grub Street will unfollow me. <laughs> I can't. Well, now I'm very excited for your your Grub Street diet. Now, I will say, 
You've done you've done an amazing twenty minute preview on what we have to offer, and it's not even behind a paywall, so this is perfect. It's not even behind, and it's more more to come. More more to come. <laughs> There's even more wheat thins I'll be eating throughout the throughout the oh, week. Oh, you, you thought it ended with wheat thins? Wait till I get into my Triscuit chapter. <laughs> you will not you will not believe how good it is. You're like I don't do any some uh, any uh, like hummus from a place. I like the Sabra that I get from my local from my local Safeway. I buy that on airplanes. That's right. You buy the you buy the hummus and, and uh, pretzel chip on the airplanes. I actually don't. I don't do that. It's not true because I think it smells. It does smell. It does smell. It's rude to other passengers. I agree. Yeah, I don't do it. I don't. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a model, and I always get I'm a model airplane passenger, and I always take the middle seat. What? What? They don't have middle seats in Delta One, Lily. Don't lie to us. I saw that you guys fetishize Delta One. <laughs> whatever and i always am in the middle because i book last minute it's always bad and i'm always next to someone very heavy (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about physically or emotionally (laughs) only physically got it i don't because you because you must have been coming to la quite a lot to write your book you're absolutely right i'm always in la i was in la like a week and a half ago where do you stay what's your go-to sunset tower chick or like a that is where i stayed because after you told me you were a middle seat jet blue, you don't care. I was hoping you weren't going to be like, oh, there's a Hilton by LAX that I kind of like. I don't know. No, no, no. I like the tower. I like it. I used to. Like, so in the, I went in March and I, I stayed at the Chateau Marmont, which was really mm-hmm. fun because I was like Eloise. There was no one else in there. I yes, I experienced that there as well. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. You running up and down the stairs, no one but you. We've talked about it before on this podcast. During quarantine, you would the only time you would go to the chateau is when you need to take nude selfies by a pool and no one is <laughs> it's, around. It's, Had I known, I would have totally taken advantage. I didn't even know. It's worth it's worth twelve hundred dollars a night. It's absolutely worth twelve hundred dollars a night. Total bargain. No no service, but there is a pool and there's no one at it, which is it's affordable when you look at it that way. Was it the every other day cleaning service? Yeah, every other day. But you got to put a note out, you know. I mean, you can't, they're not just going to come, <laughs> but what do you, so you, you know, with, with the, the book about Eve and even, even some of your other, I feel like LA is, is in some ways a spiritual home for you, but yeah. Or do you hate no, it? No, no, I love it. And I was there for like Tracy Lords. That was the Valley. Mm-hmm. And then um, mm-hmm. even Bennington, because um, early Brady's and Ellis, you know, it's all, he's the Valley too. Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the recent fetishization of the Valley is something I didn't see coming. And thank you for, to Paul Thomas Anderson. Of course, the beautiful Alana Heim for, for pushing that into the, into the zeitgeist in a bigger way. Fuck Paul Thomas Anderson. Lily <laughs> is the one who wrote the book on the Valley. I don't really get, get it. Yeah. Like it's a, it's, it, it's nice. I mean, I get it. Like it's slower and it's got like cool old stuff, but I just don't. It's just like Brooklyn. It's 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 just like everyone lives in L.A. That's the heart of it. And then the valley is like that's the other stuff on the side. It's not as big and powerful, but it's still of note. There's still interesting things coming out of there. Like if you approach Hollywood straight on, it's kind of bland or everyone's done it. Mm-hmm. I like the valley, you know, in the 80s corn industry because it was like kind of like a cartoony or. A more literal. I, I just I loved it. I loved it, like putting it next to Hollywood. Yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that about that it. That makes sense. I, I don't know this, but it's it's if one, it's not like significantly cheaper to live there, or is it? You know, it used to be. I think it it definitely used to be definitely. Okay. But now okay. it's just you know everything costs a lot out there. I mean, if you go really deep, deep, deep valley. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. sure. You're but, totally right. Yeah. But the first time I went there, it was like. It was before Vanity Fair like, when I was just really scrapping and I knew Al Goldstein, you know, of Screw Magazine. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. I put Detroit mm-hmm. on the map. So I knew all these kind of 70s, like kind of fun scuzzhound 70s porn guys. And so one of them, totally, like and this one guy, Bill Margold, 
he was called the Papa Bear of Porn. I think he would give like girls who got AIDS, like this is awful. Like he would give them a dirty teddy bear. <laughs> is that a, you mean like a literal teddy bear that's dirty or is that, or is that another one of your sex uh, euphemisms? I'm speaking totally literally. And I remember him, he had something called the Bear Mobile. It was this big VW van and the brakes didn't work. And he drove me to meet Jim Sapp. Chris's X5. Yeah. <laughs> the brakes didn't work. And we went over like kind of like through Laurel Canyon and we went up and down and like, over the mountain and the <laughs> it was covered in cat hair. Everything was filthy. It was these dirty teddy bears. And that was my first time in the Valley. So I, it was seemed like a proper introduction, you know, why do you think it's produced? So, so many interesting people. Well, it, it looks bland, but it's wild, you know, like one of those kind of places. Yeah. Well, don't Chris, don't they say that LA is, or no, the Florida is like, if you tip America on its side, that's where everyone goes. Mm-hmm. Is, is that Florida or no, is that Florida. LA? Or, or I guess Florida. both, but it's kind of like if you tip, LA on its side yeah. and like all the all the shit just goes into the valley that's just what it, we're just where it ends up over the hill you know I guess I'm into all that hey as somebody who technically lives in the 818 welcome home sister I'm in I'm in Glendale so it's like a little it's not the it's still technically the valley are you a Mildred Pierce person no I would I would say not really oh man well I always get so excited because I said James and novel and then it was made into the Joan Crawford whatever she lives in Glendale and she thinks it's hell on earth I remember getting very excited the first time I went to Glendale. It just looked like a nice suburb. I guess I guess she's yeah. not Armenian then, which is interesting. I couldn't tell Come by on, her name. Chris. Come I'm on. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Well, I'll do some looking into uh, Mildred Pierce and her hatred of Glendale. You really should because it's, you know, Glendale's like a, it's almost a character in that book. No shit. Okay. Glendale plays itself. I, yeah, Glendale plays itself. Glendale I, plays itself. I just right. think it's fascinating that in L.A., more than any place in the world, like these suburbs are like romanticized a little bit. Like in other places, if you go to a, <clears throat> a suburb of Atlanta, there's no like, oh, well, this is the, you know, the culture. Step your game up, Chris. Step your game up. Sure, sure. Chris, you can, di- don't, yeah, no, I don't want, you can cough, <laughs> but you totally can. I was just going to say, like, L- LA is not a city, right? Like it's, it's like a collection of places. So of course you're going to mm-hmm. fetishize, eroticize certain places. No, no, I, I, no, I understand that, but it's like, I don't like, Brooklyn, I hate. Like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. I think it's stupid. Yeah. And yeah. and the valley. <laughs> it, I I think there are some parallels to Brooklyn, like Jason is saying. But like, I will happily go to Burbank. It's, it's closer to Queens, I think. Like, I feel like ah. it's like it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that. Maybe now, but the valley was just out of it. You were supposed to be out of it. Like, you were not centrally located in any way and i don't think it was full of itself yeah 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 if you were from the valley you're a dweeb trying to make it in into hollywood yeah and it was like this was like product like when i was doing the bennington thing and brett you know he writes less than zero at bennington Mm -hmm. and he comes out of sherman oaks and the kids were all like they would be like no you don't understand if you came from the valley nothing cool happened in the valley it was just embarrassing social suicide there you go and you remember this did you guys watch you guys are younger than i am but you, you must have watched clueless yeah of course way too many times we've dated we've dated women so it is something you have to see at some point it's a very good point my grandmother rest her soul she saw it she even, even i was a 16 year old virgin who couldn't drive when it came out you know like in the movie she was <laughs> when she was uh going to a party in the valley it was like considered just like the yeah. rag of nowhere what sad ass right she went to, the one time she has to go to the valley she gets robbed at gunpoint you know the only i mean i guess the answer to my question though is basically like it's proximity to hollywood like that's what makes anything interesting is is the proximity to hollywood yeah and also we the world knows the valley because yeah, so much yeah, of Hollywood, been, you you chose use that as the yeah. backdrop, so you know all these places. Yeah, but it's like Hollywood, like distorted or degraded. There's something just ex- like appealing to me about it. It's- or magnified. Yeah, 
somehow somehow distorted in some way i did you like the movie did you like licorice pizza you haven't seen it yet neither, neither have i neither have i i liked inherent vice which nobody liked i loved inherent vice you had to rewatch it two or three times on delta but once i once it clicked i loved it loved it. in the look of it and the feel of it i thought it was great mm-hmm. as a valley mm-hmm. expert i'm interested to hear your take i mean it's it's not even from a movie perspective but i think from like a storytelling perspective i mean but like how it looks is it does make the valley look really appealing. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? It, it like it has a very distinct look to it that I feel like yeah. obviously is is most of that is gone now of course because it's a sweet green in Tokaya. Whoa, chill bro, chill. Yeah. And also a lot of a lot of the valley, I mean like to bring up PTA again like on boogie nights it's sort of like yeah. The valley is where you can afford to have a big backyard with a pool and your swinging parties. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, the downside is we have to go over the hill to NoHo or Studio City or Sherman Oaks. The upside is tons of parking, huge yard, big pool. You know, you can throw your money around a lot more than if you're in, in Hollywood and you, you can only afford a condo or something like that. And there's a weird kind of privacy there. I mean, there's just that kind of a blandness and an anonymity that just kind of be great. That can be great if you're up to weird. You're right. I'm not up to weird stuff, so I'm more of like a city cat. But I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I, I love being I love being right next to the thing, but without being in the thing. So you can retreat if you want to. You can, you know, I, I'm only a podcaster, so it's an audio based medium. So I'm not recognized in the streets as much. But you know, I want to be a star, like as you said about uh, uh the late Eve. I want to be a star, but anonymous still. No, you know what you're. Yeah, they, yes. That is right. A star, but it's not that that's the dream. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. Wait, I'm going to just twist this. There she is. You can see it's like an outtake from that famous picture. Can you see? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get nice. at the breasts all the time. <laughs> I- <laughs> Lily, come I, uh, on. Well, I mean, who who else? Other, I mean, of all the people who have tried to be a star and remain anonymous, other than Banksy, who's really doing that, Lily? <laughs> that is such a great question. I guess if I could answer it, they wouldn't be doing it, right? And also, you know, anonymous as a word is a, is a, there's a spectrum of anonymity that one would consider. I, well, okay. So I did the Tracy Lords thing when I was in, I was at Ease Memorial. I was in LA a week and a half ago and I met with a journalist named Mike Sager mm-hmm. who had done like the, I think he did the piece that Boogie Nights was based on, on the Wonderland killings and John Holmes. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to see this like documentary that he'd done that was half released, but half not from 20 years ago. Anyway, John, um, PT, Paul Thomas Anderson is in it. And I realized I'd never seen him before. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like he's sneaky. Don't you think he's sort of. He's, but he's pretty cool looking. Like he like dresses well and is pretty good looking. No, but like compared to, compared to like Tarantino, like PTA could walk around the Grove and not a single person yeah. would be like, oh shit, let me get a photo. I loved the master. The master, which I'm <laughs> what the Grove really did love. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. But I feel like also I expected him to look like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. That's what I was. Yeah. You know, he's married to former SNL star Maya Rudolph. That I did know, but that could I didn't know that didn't tip me off in terms of his look. Mm-hmm. Good point. No, look, actresses they like hotties. Let's be honest. That's kind of <laughs> no, kind of what the whole thing is. I based agree on. with you totally. PTA is no troll, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily call him a hottie. No, I think a, I think a certain kind yeah, of he's, yeah, he's good he's looking. Good- and he like dresses cool. That's the other thing. He like looks cooler. Like he's he didn't look like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. Right. No, right. no, 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 no. His ability didn't. to but layer I mean, has 
has has done him well. Yeah, he's great with color as well. And I don't just I don't mean on the films. I mean in the in the dressing room, in the wardrobe, in in, in, in wardrobe. Excuse me, I should have used my proper Hollywood term. You recovered. You recovered nicely, Chris. <laughs> so how is the how does it feel to be a podcaster? It sucks, right? I love it. It's to me, it's like writing um, a book that talks, and I like it because it's the Wild West. People aren't controlling mm. every two seconds. None of those pesky airmail editors, right? <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Graydon's not in there with his red pen. You know what I mean? Not racist enough, you know, stuff like that. He might say. Sorry, you were saying <laughs> podcasting is fun. It's a different problem for me, um, but he. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But, but um, you know, it's like space, like in magazines, you know, I come up through Vanity Fair, space is limited, you know, and now like, with the podcast, you can go long. You're going to do your Rogan three hour stuff soon. You're going to really take it there. <laughs> no, I, I, I think because I've listened to the show, of course, because it's in my interest area. But, you know, I feel like you apologize a lot. Oh, that fucking laugh of mine. I love. No, I think you have a beautiful voice. You have a beautiful speaking voice. It's very nice. But I think that, you know what? Our attitude here at How Long Gone is fuck the listeners, yeah. never apologize. And I think that's something you could adapt kind of from us. I Listen, I totally agree with you. If we've learned nothing from Trump, apologizing gets you nowhere. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> exactly. It really doesn't. But it's like, you know, like when I did Tracy, I knew I was doing a podcast, so I knew when to shut up. But my my style when I'm interviewing somebody for like a book or a magazine piece is to make it conversational, right? Yeah, of course. But I had to use this kind of old... Sh- old old recordings when i was not doing it for podcasts so i over talk and i laugh it just it's i know you're right i know it's worse to keep no i'm kidding you a hard time but you you listen to your own shit no i don't <laughs> to enlighten our listeners some of the interviews and conversations you had were taken from times when you were just like recording it on your phone with a phone call or something like that and it wasn't like it wasn't like in a studio we're like all right here we go exactly and so you weren't you weren't being yourself that you may have wanted to be for a big podcast. I was being my real self, which is obviously what I don't want to be. Um, which is terrible, hideous, hideous. Because it was originally it was originally like an oral history for Esquire, and like I did like twelve hours of interviews with Brett, and that was what he didn't. That was, that was it, right? It was so many, but I, I had I been doing it for the podcast, I would have you know shut up. We're having a hard time getting him for an hour. So wow, how'd you get twelve? We're new friends with Brett. You know, what I mean, we we went to dinner. Um, we, we, we have an email correspondence. Where did which you guys I, go? Where did you guys go for dinner? We went to a place called Horses, um, which is like on, it's new ish. It's on sunset. Right. We wanted to put, you know, we, he, he, I'm sure was aware of it, but we wanted to put him on to something new. You know what I mean? It was kind of the goal. I spoke with him this morning. He, I believe he requested in so many words, um, the next time a more, maybe a more quiet spot. <laughs> he, he likes a quiet spot. Yeah. But I, I think that he is a very, I mean, it's a very interesting thing because obviously we are in the exact wheelhouse of his book. Like I grew up, I read those books in high school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I've seen the movies, but the books were much more impactful for me because I think I read them when I was a little younger, of course. Yeah. I think what's so interesting about him particularly is that he's kind of stayed relevant the whole time. It's amazing. Even if you, even if you hate him, yep. you know what I mean? It's still like unavoidable. And, and I think overall it's like mm-hmm. he's kind of considered this, this like, beacon that people want to hear from who's comparable that i don't think somebody no i i agree and i mean i i think his podcast is great and even like the way that he does it where he reads like a fucking monologue you know i would what say I mean? keith like, mcnally's comparable <laughs> yeah that's the only one maybe that's right in terms of yeah in terms of the polarizing thoughts on him but just like keith's instagram comments are just written so perfectly that you're like you know what i gotta keep checking i gotta keep checking like everybody's so careful now everybody's so uptight 
you know, they're yes. not. And it's just, it's so great. I, I think during the, during the Trump years yeah. and shit, it was pretty incredible to listen to. I'm like, damn, this, this guy is saying what needs to be said to some extent. Lily, after, after talking to all these people who have done that well from, from Brett to Eve and everyone else in between, has that affected the way you control yourself and the way you're saying things or like, how would you rate yourself on that, on that scale? You did say heavy person on the plane, so that's in 2022. That's enough to lose your job. So you are <laughs> walking the line. I'm walking the no, but I mean, like, I, I just feel like if you don't have like courage, you just shouldn't be doing any, you know, going to a different line of work. But it's just like the uptightness. Yeah, there's just like you have these conversations with people, and you do not believe that they're talking to you like human to human. Do you know? Uh-huh. There just seems like a basic insincerity to everything that they say, and it's so common mm-hmm. now. It's like an epidemic, and so anyone who doesn't do that. I, I consider those people like um, it's almost like a libido thing. Like um, it's almost like a sex energy. Like they they go on. Speak di- <laughs> they speak directly, and it's like exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. Like some somebody who opens up a conversation with something self-deprecating or anything. honest, anything that could be offensive to somebody, and they don't care. Yeah. Suddenly, your your heart is a rock. Yes, that is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is true. And it's funny because actually like with Brett and Trump, I actually just wish he would just admit he sometimes tries for a pose of neutrality when he's talking about Trump. I'm like, just admit he turns you on. (laughs) I don't mean Trump sexually his type, but I mean, like he is just turned on by this guy's energy. Just say it. Just fuck him so we could all move on. I'll move on because that's what's exciting (laughs) about Trump. I know it. It's not actually Trump's like politics because Brett's not conservative, you know? No, that's an interesting point. I mean, the politics are awful, but the entertainment value is high. And I think it's something people couldn't. There's a lot of entertaining people (coughs) who I do not want to have sex with. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. That's a good, yeah, that's a good. And and also, I I don't know why I feel like the need to parse this. I don't actually think he is physically attracted to Trump. He has a totally different taste in, in men. Oh, no, of course not. No, 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 but it's like that energy, you know? that energy he has like when you see like a like a male tiger yes take a female tiger in nature and it's like yeah this just is this has to be done (laughs) i'm doing it this has to be done (laughs) i mean things are just so everything is so divisive now that it's like you you do i mean you know you got to be careful to some extent no matter who you are i mean i mean i'm sure i'm sure that anybody in his position or even in your position gets blowback. You know, you know what I mean? I, I think that the, but like what you said, I, I do think there is some sort of, if you're going to do anything that's public facing, you have to be ready to, to get shot at. Everybody has a fucking opinion now. And you know, Twitter magnified, it just opinions were awash in opinion. So it's like, you had to, you had to be tough, tougher about it. But it was like, it's funny. Cause now I'm thinking, cause like there was this kind of a pot, like I was making sure everybody knew that I voted for Biden. And then I gave money to Bernie before I was talking about how into to Brett I was. <laughs> You know, like I feel like I just want you to know. You know, I didn't. I didn't. Want- Down there in Tribeca, if they don't, if you don't got, if you don't have a Biden sticker on the five hundred, you're gonna, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you might, you might get taxed higher somehow. You got a target on your back. Yeah, somehow, somehow it'll get worse for me. I mean, I can't even imagine what the private school scene is like. Oh, baby. Oh no. And we are in it. That is right. <laughs> Cut the tension with a knife. Well, you were, we were, we were mentioning airmail earlier. Um, which is a publication that is kind of like a quintessential Chris Black mm-hmm. publication, but uh, I don't make enough money to read it myself. So, <laughs> where 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 do you, as a writer, st- stand on that? 
you know, in the, on that position? Are you an airmail girl? But also as a writer, I know it doesn't bring a ton of money in. No, no, no. no. But I, I think I'm an, I don't know, editor at large or writer at large for them. Um, well, I love Graydon. I love Graydon because Graydon was the first. Me too. Love him. I, I personally love him. And he was the first to publish me. And he took a chance on that Eve piece. He's great. Um, and then the other one, I'm, I'm, it's Vanity Fair. I write for Vanity Fair still. Um, but I mean, you know, podcasting now takes up more of my time. And then I, I'm not allowed to say, I know this sounds silly, but like making a docu- they <laughs> The, the Tracy thing is being is being has been optioned as being made or something. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. Now, who's Hollywood Eve now, bitch? You know what I'm saying? That's what I you're telling you. your haters. <laughs> That's what you tell those haters. Yeah. Fuck so, y'all. I so you're, so when you do when you do a podcast that's like this, like a, a, a narrative kind of yeah. podcast, not a conversational one like this, do you have that in the back of your mind of like I'm, I need to shape this to, so it gets picked up by Hulu or Netflix, or I'm just trying to put out a pod. I don't think about it like that. I, I mean, I have to think about it as an end in of itself, or I'll get like fucked up in my head. Like I, I won't be able to do it. But um, mm-hmm. I do. Th- to me, it's like I come from like a book background, but it just seems like people read less and less. I've noticed that. Yeah, right. I mean, I read all the time. I, you know, but I, people don't. But I, I feel like I feel like um, the podcast. If you're doing narrative, it kind of lets you do everything a book does. Plus the quotes talk. You know, I always feel like when Brett was describing having mm, quotes like talk. the quotes talk, and I remember when Brett was describing to me, you know, he got into this kind of nonfiction class as a freshman, and it was a big deal. And this would be with Joe McGinnis, who was going to get less than zero published, help him get that published. And he said he got in there, and it was only open to upperclassmen. And he goes, "Boom!" You know, four of the girls went for me, and he's quiet. And he goes, "I think I even had sex with one of them." And then he's quiet again. And he goes, if you can call it sex. And then he's quiet again. And he's like, he's sort of lay there. And it's like funnier when you hear him say it. I mean, it's not only is it funnier, it's just a hundred times better in every single way. Yes, that's what I think, you know? And lying flat on the page, you know? Oh, well, I'm glad that you're coming over to audio sure. with me, Rogan, all the guys. It's finally, you're finally home. The death of the written word, says Lily. <laughs> Well, or it's just mutating forms. I mean, I it just it, it seems. No, like- I think that I think that this is going to be a more common. You know, I think that you're probably in the early stages of of this happening, but I think it's going to be more common where it's like, yeah. it's it's in some ways like less work. You know what I mean? Because you have you know, and it's it's yeah. money wise and time wise, it could be more money, less time. It depends on how you do it. You know, so yeah. it's like, why would you? It's also more sustainable for the environment. You know, I'm right. I'm trying to save those trees, Lily. Oh, of course, there's no trees. As someone who drinks glacial Coke or, or, or <laughs> Gatorade, glacial blue, I'm very concerned. Um, <laughs> for for our polar ice cap. So can I can I pitch you my airmail ideas? I didn't realize you were an editor at large. Oh, I would love to hear some of these, Chris. You know, I don't actually edit anything, but Chris, you're in the middle of a thought. No, all I care about is airmail, Lily. Don't worry. That's like honestly, <laughs> it's been a. I mentioned it in the. I mentioned it in our New York Times story about the podcast and. Um, uh, it, it really I heard from the staff over there that was uh, it was a blaze in the in the slack at, at at airmail and I said that makes me very happy because it's it's the only it's one of the only things I pay money for that's like online I love that no I think he does a great job and it, it, he's got like um a real sensibility you know like his I was remember he gave me my book party for for, for the Eve Babbitts and but the way really in and he had just left Vanity Fair and he didn't have like a cadre of assistants, you know, the way he usually mm-hmm. does. And so- I know a few former assistants. I've heard the stories. Lawsuits pending. <laughs> I was like, I'll try to do the invitation. Or I got my husband, my poor long suffering husband to like put together an invitation and I sent it to Graydon and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. This looks like an invitation to a book party in Poughkeepsie. 
you know, <laughs> you know, and you did something that looked great, you know. See, that's see, that's the kind of I'm the Graydon Carter of this podcast, so I feel he's he's a problematic white man of this podcast. <laughs> Are we all problematic white men? Not me. You're the worst. You just you just hide it well under that beautiful head of hair. Um, I I don't think that, but I I do think that it's uh. I, is it rare for someone to contribute to both at this point or or is there a lot of people that cross company lines i actually think it is because he left vanity fair i yeah. i think it is unusual but nobody's nobody's bugged me about it they've both been great no i mean as long as you're doing that yeah i think cares? that I mean, you know if you're good. subscribing to airmail you can if you can afford to also subscribe to vanity fair <laughs> feeling it's all yeah exactly to see what's going on in the hamptons and stuff like that you know Vanity Fair's nine dollars a year, and <laughs> Airmail's Air fifty, I think, or twenty. I, you know, Airmail's—it's not cheap for those emails, bro. But those emails are designed nicely. And don't forget, Jason, your your little your chick, Cassie David. You know, you you like her stuff. I haven't read any of her work because of the underlying paywall issue we talked about earlier. <laughs> I don't like that Larry David wears an Airmail hat on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't like that. One I don't one like that future either. canceled old man supporting <laughs> another future canceled old man. The whole thing stinks. <laughs> no, I think that I think that the it's a platform we need, and that's why I'm glad they raised seventeen million dollars or whatever it was. That's that's what felt good. <laughs> it felt so good to send that 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 announcement into the group chat because that that odeon salmon ain't cheap no it's re- it's it's really not. I want to I wanted to talk about podcasting the um, the podcast you do. Um, about the Bennington Tall Bennington College uh, alums back in back in the eighties. Yeah, you know, for for a lot of podcasts I'll listen to that are kind of this style, narrative, documentary style, whatever. It's you could sort of tell, or it's like a it's a fine line of like the how much of this script was like penned perfectly for the creator to interject their their flavor of writing or their you know their anecdotes Mm. and colloquialisms and all those little things versus just kind of telling the story how do you balance out like the story itself the cold hard facts versus your 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 own personal thoughts on the matter it's a very good question i mean it's just instinct i mean i've been doing this for a while i mean not the podcast part but writing a book or writing a magazine article to me it's just not that different i mean you just don't want to be talking too much, but I also like analysis. I mean, I like when someone kind of puts things together for me too, you know, when I'm reading or, or, or listening. So yeah, yeah. in my favorite, like my favorite writer, I, I was, I always feel like I've never been in my time, you know, like, what do you call it? Moonwalking in the future. Mm-hmm. And like in 1992, I turned 14, August 9th, 1992. And that's when I started reading Pauline Kael, you know, who wrote for the New Yorker, but she wasn't writing for the New Yorker anymore. So you feel, you feel like you're, we call that uh, born at the wrong time. Yeah. Born at the wrong, or, or maybe I only like to look at things in hindsight. Like it's weird to me now. Like I was thinking about doing something on, Courtney Love. And, you know, I was the exact right age to be into Nirvana, but I, I never paid attention except now, like when I'm in a grocery store and I hear like, come as you are, I'm like paralyzed, like I'm back in, you know, high school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I seem to be only able to deal with it when I'm a few years out of it. I think we need you on the Courtney Love beat. I, I think that, I think that she, I think she's probably calmed down. I think so too. And she was writing me. She was supposed to be in Bennington class of 86. So she was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know she graduated high school. So that's good. No, she was in reform school. I think she was like in juvenile, but somehow she was going to, you know, Bennington, you didn't have to have a high school diploma. You didn't have to have, Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You just had to have a little do re me. Not even, not even because they actually, it was the most expensive school in the country, but they had a ton of financial aid. It was a crazy school. So if I'm a, if I'm a high school dropout, 
I could so I could just sign up right now and head over there? Or you think it's changed? And they had something like a ninety percent acceptance rate. Like it was a crazy. That's better. That's better than Orange. That's better than Orange County Community College, where Jason did a couple algebra classes. <laughs> I think that's because that's because ten percent of America could afford to go there. That's why they had a ninety percent. So I just think that joke, and it's funny because it was it was the most expensive school in America, but it was also had like a lot of financial aid kids. But Chris. In order to qualify for financial aid, you have to show some exceptional talents, Chris. And you can't just like telling somebody on Slack to change a, a slide 23 of a deck is not going to be enough to get you pushed through. It might be. If you were applying in 1982, it might have worked for you. Okay. So, I mean, if you were to do a Courtney Love saga like this, yeah, is there, I mean, is it just kind of like her general life and how she ended up being here or is there a specific thread oh, that no, you want to weave? Oh no, I have a very specific angle on this. Very okay. I'm not, I'm not like going to blow my load. Could you lay it all out? Could you blow your proverbial load here? A lot of people listening to this podcast work in the audio space so they might want to pick it up. <laughs> I'm not blowing my load. I'm not sure yet. But I, I want her. Yeah, I'm going to wait to blow it to her. But you're in touch with her and she's down. No, no, I don't know. She was in touch with me when we were, when she was talking about we were in touch like a lot this fall and then she seemed like she like lost patience with me but i don't know why i don't know how i offended you so you're saying you had the fish on the hook and then that you lost it fish jumped off but i i'm gonna go chase after her again because i want i you know i think she's kind of great um she's a great gal slippery little salmon though huh but you know like for eve i chased eve for years and years i mean she wasn't seeing anybody the the patience because i I know a few people like you you know what i mean they can do this for a living and it's a it's a very it's a very interesting approach to life where it's like this could be a five year thing yeah or it could never work but I'm gonna just keep plugging away at it because there's no other way there's to no other it. way it's like a long seduction and it, my we- husband's a doctor so I can afford to kind of go on these journeys <laughs> that may or may not be fruitful yeah we do have a nanny it's fine you know it's fine she's only here three days a week three, yeah exactly no 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 you need for sure you need all these things you definitely need some money but um but like even like with bread it was like you know like doing Bennington I mean we'd known, we'd known each other for a long time it just this it takes a while like and also for people yeah. to kind of open up and this that and the other do you could but now like a brett is that like that you consider him a friend at this point oh, yeah. or is it okay okay but he's also a subject you know it's like there's always that detachment and he's it's it's a, it's a weird thing i mean it's a personal relationship but he is my subject lily we feel the same way about so many of our how long gone guests I bet, oftentimes right? they are friends but you know, you're also a subject and a source of income. Yeah, Jason would like Charlie XCX to be a little more than a subject, but unfortunately, that is that hasn't. Chris, come on, that hasn't changed. That unfortunately, we haven't really crossed that bridge yet. You know what I mean? So we'll get there one day. We'll get there. No, but it but it is a weird thing because it's it's a weird kind of like my attitude is like. I'm sure it's creepy being on the end of my fascination, right? Because it's like kind of clinical and kind of detached and it's endless. And I'm always looking at you <laughs> and I don't drink and you maybe drink and they know that too. And uh-huh. it's a weird thing, it's a weird dicey thing for them as well. Yeah. But I think people in that position, the reason they're going to participate, even if it takes a long time for you to, you know, beat them into submission, they want it. They like, they, they like being it. fucking famous. <laughs> that, that's what I say all the time. It's like, how do you guys get... How do you guys get these guests? I'm like, because people want to fucking talk about themselves, guys. It's not rocket science. Like, we all have giant egos, and we love the, for them to be stroked uh, free of charge. In just the right way, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. if I was a celeb and I was a drinker and I'm, you know, all these things are going on and you're you're coming at me and you're just, like, staring at me. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. <laughs> and like, like, this bitch has dubious intentions, but also it could work. I like it and I don't want it to stop. Yeah, no, and it's weird. And it, it, does, it does feel like it's like 
I'm going to violate you. Are you going to let me violate you? Lily. You asked, Lily asked for consent and that's why she's a cool chick. I totally asked for consent, but it's like, it is like, a, it is like a weird, it's like a weird thing. Well, when you get bread on, you have to ask him what it's like being on the other end of that. Brett, Brett, Brett. Yes. You did all these lessons. You're American. So I go, what I want to know, what was it like to be interviewed by Lily? <laughs> Violated. Violated. <laughs> You gotta use some <laughs> sensational language. You gotta use some sensational yeah, language. Use a better verb. Yeah, you gotta use a better verb. That's a great. That's a great point. I mean, <laughs> let's say Courtney's at the top of the list. How long is the list? How many targets do you have? That's it. That's it. She's it. I want her. You're locked the fuck in. Yeah. What's Tracy Lords up to nowadays? I think just you know having a career in Hollywood. I mean, that's what she's up to. I mean, and that was like fun too because that was like that was quite the subculture, like that '80s video vixen Valley world. I mean, it was you know, seedy. I really loved it. Do you like to be an observer of the seedy world or do you ever participate in anything seedy yourself? Definitely not. Definitely not. Exactly. (laughs) No. If you were to, what might that be? Go to a place where you could step on rodents or something? I always stayed away from any of that stuff. I worried I'd just go totally crazy. Yeah, no, no, no rodents. Um, <laughs> I always like a guy, kind of my, my old editor at Vanity Fair used to make fun of me like, like you want cocaine? That would be the like, that would be appalling. You know, uh-huh. I would stay away from certain things because I just know like I, I would want it so bad. Like I know there's certain things like mm-hmm. having more energy, never sleeping. <laughs> Rain never shutting off. Oh heaven, you know. So like heroin doesn't appeal to me at all. Well, you got to try it. Trust me, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I'm not gonna. Don't rule it out. So you get sad when it's sleepy time. I have to take. So I, <laughs> I take your drink. I have to take Nyquil every night. Like I cannot just go to sleep. What? So I've been doing that every night since I was like 18. So my liver is probably in a horror. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the inside of your body is a war zone, but now it's confirmed. So you put you put the kids to bed at seven. You you and Bay put on billions, and then you're staying up till you're, you're up till two in the are you, morning. Are you smoking Nyquil at this point? <laughs> yeah, you hot, hot knifing Nyquil. I have this whole system. Like I have to have it before I have dinner because you you eat it like with food in your stomach. No, no, it won't work. Before dinner, you you literally okay. So you're saying you take what time do you take it? Like eight. And what time do you go to bed? Man, that's a whole process. Like <laughs> I this. it's just a whole process. It's like it's just. That's step one, the 8, 8, the 8 p.m. NyQuil before dinner. Lily, I'm glad that your life is your life is just, it sounds, you know, when you see those two giant stones that grind together to make corn, yes. to make flour out of corn. I know that's your brain at all times, but you have such a, a beautiful, cheery demeanor out into the world that I'm proud of you, but I'm also worried that you're just teetering on on a fine, fine line. I need to get to Glendale, and I need to get there fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer to all your. That's the answer to all your problems. Okay, last question: When you're on vacation, even if if you even take vacations, are you able to just sit on a chair and and uh, enjoy a beautiful view? No, no. I am like, what do you call it? Adidonia? No, I like I I I. So my parents. You're gonna like. You're gonna love this. My parents have a place in Nantucket. Oh, baby, I could tell. We, we did the math with the airmail. Go on. Yeah, the, we read our airmail, and I when I go there, it's essentially like being here. Like I have like an like. So basically, the kids can get into the sunshine and stuff, but I'm basically doing what I do here. Uh, okay, okay, you're you're a woman after my own heart. I I tell you what. Right, Chris? If they, got, if they got Wi-Fi, I'll go there, and you guys can have your little fun in the ocean or whatever. You guys go ahead. We created. I created my very own jail cell at the Nantucket house for me to enjoy. 
exactly right. So my mom does monitor my NyQuil situations. That's, that's the one fly in the ointment. She doesn't like the, all the NyQuil. She goes I'm into sure. your dop kit under the lining of your suitcase. That's right. She does. She knows where I keep it. And, she <laughs> and, then, and then she finds it and she starts crying and you hug her and you start crying. I'm sorry. Like watching us. Yes, do the secret video. That is essentially, that is my, well, that is my summer. That is my summer. It's a, it's a never ending. It's a never ending struggle. Damn. All right. Well, Lily, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. A pleasure. Um, what a ride. People can listen to the podcast wherever they listen to podcasts and they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm there. Instagram too. Even though I don't post anything, but I am technically on there. They can watch me do nothing on these on these two different venues. That's a perfect thing to do. <laughs> but no, guys, check out the check out the Bennington podcast if you're interested in um, anything cool. And uh, and Hollywood's Eve as well. In stores. And we will we will be looking out for the Courtney Love expose that we desperately need. All right. Thank you both. Thank you, Lily. Good to see you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Lily. Our pleasure. Bye.